Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Hi. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. And I'm going to just rip a hemi. Like, I'm going to have a hemorrhoid problem then for two weeks because of this crap that I'm going to take later. <laughs> never All right. heard the term rip a, rip a hemi. You got a hemi in that thing? Oh, Hell yeah, brother. I, I got one. Hell yeah, brother. Rip a hemi. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Quarterback! Watch your profanity! Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big show today. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus at 448. It's name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. We're down to the final two. Mm-hmm. Name dropping. I've not talked to Rims today. Maybe oh, you can okay. send him something, Teddy. I mean, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. But name dropping scheduled to go down 534 today. Tell him I want to talk to... Is it Kyril or Kirill Marchenko? Ooh. Yeah, that's the guy. That's like one of our young dudes. It's getting ready to sign his oh, NHL that's contract. Right, that's right. The Russian, yeah. All right. But you know how that always works out. Young Russian stars. Always works love, out for the Blue Jackets. They love signing with the Blue Jackets. Always staying works out. Very long-term contracts. It always goes well. Uh, Jackets lost to the Lightning last night. Same two teams. Tomorrow at Nationwide. Guardians lost their fifth in a row last night in Anaheim. Can't score any runs. That's not great. Same two teams again tonight. Reds actually scored six runs. That's the good news. Hey. The bad news is they lost anyway to the Padres. They go again tonight. That concludes the baseball portion of the program. What would you like to get it out of the way? You sure you don't want to have a two-hour discussion about guys being spray hitters in Major League Baseball? We We had a fun little discussion back in the office, which we won't do here. You and I enjoyed that discussion, but but I, we are we are convinced most people probably won't. That's, we just, that's why I left it off the sheet today. I don't blame you. I understand. Yeah, just, right. The baseball's not as tacky as you'd like it, or batting averages are down. Blah blah. blah. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. We did we did half an hour on that just ourselves. We did before the show. We entertained started. ourselves with it, but it. Yeah, I know you don't want to hear it though. You no, being we're the not. People. So that's fine. Well, you know what? If you do want to hear it. Maybe we can go do like a little bonus podcast thing where we just talk baseball for the baseball people for like half an hour. But but we're not even talking baseball to the baseball no, people. You're we're right. just talking about everything that's wrong with baseball. Right, and I which don't will think probably anybody... piss off the baseball people. <laughs> Fair enough. That's right. Uh, Chris Holtman and Malachi Branham held a press conference earlier. This is not you know shocking news by any means because we knew Malachi had dipped his toe into the NBA waters and. I think it was a story was either Monday or Friday of last week where he said he still needed more info. He didn't know whether he was going to stay in the draft process. Well, apparently he's gotten that info and he will be leaving. Not a shock. Yeah, not a shock to me either. Although I think there was some reason maybe for some some slight false hope. Maybe. Why? Well, because they're having a press conference. And that's 
That's not always what happens in these situations, right? There's not usually like coach and player sitting next to each other discussing that, right? I mean, no, but Malachi did say when he said he was unsure, he said that Chris Holtman was influential in this process and he's the one that told him to, and he probably would have done it anyway, but to look into what the NBA had to offer. So clearly there's a mentor-mentee relationship going on, even though Malachi knew he wasn't coming back. Right, and I think it's it's interesting to me that they had the press conference, right? I mean, the fact that they said, let's let's make sure we don't miss a chance to talk about the program and talk about how this guy came in and, and was highly touted. We all thought Malachi Branham was a really good player coming in. We were excited about him being here, but I think most of us, if we're honest, said, you know, this guy's going to come in and probably be here a couple years yeah, and then get a chance to go if he's that, if he's as good as advertised, Go to the NBA. I don't. I don't think most Buckeye fans. Certainly, I did, and I know you didn't either. We Ted did. Ted knew right off the bat, but the rest of us, we wouldn't listen to him. I thought Malachi Branham's going to come in and, and do well, but it's not going to be something where there's going to be this rush to get him to the NBA. And he didn't strike me as a guy who wanted to just rush to get to the NBA. Then you start seeing the numbers that are getting thrown out there. By the way, you see him rip off some thirty point games too. That 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 changed the narrative a bit. But I think when you started seeing mock drafts start popping up that had him in the top 20, if any of that was going to be verified by the people who are actually drafting these teams, then yeah, he would be foolish to stay in school. That's The name of the game here is to get to the NBA. For most of the players that are big-time recruits like him, you're trying to get to pro sports. And so the Buckeyes were a conduit for that. I think that's the right decision by him, and I, I support him in doing it as much as I hate to see him go. Well, he said today during the press conference, look, my plan was never to come in here and play four years. And he said that, and well, I appreciate I, the I honesty. I believe that, but there's a difference between one and four. I mean, well, we, right, we can acknowledge that, when too. You, when you say something like that, you're just admitting, hey, I'm I'm here to learn the trade and get better and you know parlay this into a professional career, whether that's one year or three years. Well... Let's put this in perspective. How many five-star recruits, either football or basketball, do you think plan on being at that school, whatever the school, for four years? Zero percent. Right. They, now, it may work out that that's how it goes for you, right. but most most guys of his caliber in the revenue sports, they're not planning on that because they know there's a big paycheck at right. the end of all and, this. And to your point, talking about the mock drafts, there was one mock draft that we had that had him in the top ten. Sure. And and these guys who make these mock drafts, yeah, I guess sometimes they pull them out of their crack, but a lot of times it's because this is what they're hearing from the teams. They're hearing teams talk about Malachi Branham. They're not just watching games saying, you know who'd be really good? This guy. And then right. slotting him in there. You know, Kuiper says that all the time when people get on him for his draft. They, he says, look, this is not what I would do. This is what I think they're going to do. And clearly there is a buzz in NBA circles about Malachi Branham. Oh, I, I agree with all that. Can we talk about the press conference, though, and, and why that existed? Now, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me, because I don't recall seeing these a ton. Usually, when a guy goes to the NBA, you get the post, you get the Instagram, you get the release from the school with some nice quotes from the coach. You know, I don't I don't recall a ton of them being invited to the media, sit down, we're this big announcement. That's why I'm saying there was some false hope that he would come back. Because I think some people thought, well, why are they having this press conference unless he's leaving? You know, I mean, I know, or, or, right? why are they having this press conference unless he's going to turn around and say he's staying? Leaving was the thing that I thought he was going to do all along, but the press conference strikes me as interesting. What is your read I, on I why they, they did that? I think they have an interesting 
dynamic, the two of them. I think that played into it. And I think Chris Holtman being able to sit at a podium with cameras on him mm-hmm. saying, hey, look what I did. Uh-huh. I got this guy to the NBA in one season. You want to come here? I can do that for you, too. Well, right. I'm saying I don't recall EJ Liddell's press conference for this same type of situation. Do you? Because no. I don't think there was one. My, that's where, I, And I'm not saying that's because Holtman is a bad guy or anything. I'm saying Chris Holtman's a pretty smart guy. When it comes to how this all works, there is probably a little bit of a narrative. We've talked about it on this show, how there's been some guys who come in here, be they transfers, be they young recruits who end up transferring out eventually, where we say, I'm not seeing the development as much as I'd want to in some cases. And I hope that that's wrong on our part, but there's been some concern about that. I'm sure Chris Holman has heard that from the recruiting circles, and I'm quite sure that's being used to recruit against him. So you're right, Mike. I think part of this was, yes, to highlight a guy who's got a tremendous future ahead of him, and he and Holman seem to have uh, a pretty good relationship in that regard. But I also don't think Chris Holman's going to miss the opportunity to highlight, hey, for everyone who says I can't develop talent or I don't get guys you know, to the level they should be, this guy came in not expected to leave after a year and go to the NBA and, and he did. He came here and we made him a first round pick or helped him achieve his dreams, however you want to phrase that. But that I'm sure is as much of anything a way to sell other recruits that are trying to get in, be they transfers, be they five star guys, to say you should come here because look what Chris Holtman helped happen here. Look how Malachi Branham improved over this season very quickly. And that's a big testament to him. But Holtman certainly wants that to be out there that he helped with that. And I don't blame him. Hey, Bone, here's some breaking news. Sports gambling is a thing. Breaking news. I've heard that. I saw today the Browns and Bally's have signed on. So now Bally's will be the official sports betting partner of the Cleveland Browns. Of course, sports gambling will be up and running in this state at some point. Have they updated the start date on that? Not that I've heard. Maybe they haven't. I missed it. But the last we had seen was when the bill was passed that they will have to institute sports gambling and have it officially rolled out by no later than the first January day of, of 2023. 2023. Yeah. So I will tell you this though, if you wake up one day and the sun is supposed to be in the sky and it's being shielded by something, it's not a solar eclipse. Well, it is, but it's platinum Fox's wiener just over the sun. That's how excited platinum Fox is. <laughs> To get sports gambling commercials on our air. That's how excited he is. I'm sure he is. And these teams, too. This is found money for the Cleveland Browns. Of course it found is. Found money. You don't have to, I mean, you don't really have to do anything extra, right? No, they're not doing anything extra. It's a new business that didn't exist previously. It's like if tomorrow they said, hey, uh, charters to Mars are now a thing. You can fly to Mars. Well, Elon's got Twitter taken care of now. So now he's going to work on the Mars charter business. Is he calling it Project Total Recall? That's right. Is that what he's doing? That's okay, right. And the sure. logo is just a woman with three breasts. Yes. If if Elon Musk approaches you and says, hey, how about some uh, memory vacations? What do you think of that? Just run the other way. I don't think it's going to work out well. But anyway, yeah, that's that to me is a, it's a fine thing. I don't know what else I was going to say there. I lost my train of thought completely. Now I'm thinking about the lady with three, I thought three you'd breasts. Give me at least thirty seconds. Nope, it completely. No, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I tell was? you, that's a thing. Back I, to you. 
I thought we were talking about Malachi Brandon for a no, second. I'm like, no, we ended it. We moved on. Finished. No, we went to we He's went to gambling to in the Browns. Tear both his Achilles right now. I don't care. <laughs> no, I dead care. to me. I care a little bit. No, I I just I wish this, Mike, because I did go over the weekend to a state where you could gamble. Mm-hmm. I traveled. Did you give him some money? You know what it is. This is what I don't think people get. If you think it's going to be a lot of people every weekend spending thousands and thousands of dollars, individuals doing that, you're right. There will be people that do that. But you know what I did? I was watching an NBA game, and in the live game, I thought, you know what? I'm going to hit an over-under on a player total, $5 for fun. And I lost because I was stupid. But it would, that that took no effort, no thought. The app was there, and bloop, $5. No problem. I'm just saying, I don't think people realize... That's where the majority of this money is going to come from for sports gambling is people just sitting around bored looking at their phone and going, oh, yeah, I'll throw in 10 bucks. Hey, what do you know? I won 22. That's cool. And there will be plenty of people that lose. But that's where this money is going to come from. It's just from people having a day, sitting there, seeing it on the app and deciding I'm going to make a quick little play. One of the biggest names in college coaching is not ruling out a trip to the NBA. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 5th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll also find backups on I-71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The only thing scarier than Bones analogies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Man and Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. So Jay Wright just retired from Villanova. He was on the Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Mac show on ESPN Radio, mm. which, quite frankly, I have forgotten still exists. But it does. Yes. Uh, he said he'd be lying if he said he hadn't thought about coaching in the NBA. But he said, not right now. That was something I always thought about. My experience with the Olympics kind of scratched that itch. I kind of feel like I did it a little bit, and I love coaching those guys. He says, right now, I definitely need a break. Right now, I'm looking forward to this position at Villanova. But honestly, down the road, I'd be lying. I don't know what I'm going to feel like. A lot of right nows. A lot of... Uh, <laughs> it almost it sounds like Tom Brady giving these quotes, yeah, to does. be honest. It does. Well, we'll know if uh, Jay Wright, I don't know if his parents are still with us, but if he are, if they are and he spends the night at their house, then we'll know. He's headed to the NBA. He's sleeping in his old bed. Yes, right. But look, I I, I understand to a degree because the first thought I had on this was, why would Jay Wright want this? He's he's won NCAA championships. He's 
had the control. He's been at the top of the coaching game. And he's 60. And he's it's 60. not like Brad Stevens doing this when he right. was 45 years old, whatever he was. Right. And two, what usually happens in the NBA? You know, I mean, the the lifespan, not the actual lifespan, but the, the, the term of a coach, the, the career of a coach, unless you end up being a Hall of Famer, is pretty short in the NBA. You know, you get a few years to kind of show what you can do. And if it's not working out, they'll cut bait in two or three years. They're not waiting around, you know, and, and the coaches often get blamed when it is not necessarily the coach's fault. Could be the fact that the GM made some really dumb decisions as far as bringing a roster together. Could be that there's a star athlete who just doesn't like the coach and won't play for him and they got too much invested. The NBA is a different animal. But as I thought more about it, that's probably why this is something he wants to do. Because if you've ever wanted to scratch that itch, you know you'll get offers. The NBA will will be very excited to see what you can do. He does strike me as having the right temperament for being an NBA coach. He doesn't strike me as a guy who has to raise his voice to get his point across. Doesn't strike me as someone who looks at the players as if, you know, he can't believe they think they're on his level. You know, he strikes me more as a player's guy than just a, a hard ass and that's it. Right. But... The, the the term of being a head coach there is not that long. You know, let's say he goes there and it's wildly successful. That means he'll be in playoff games. That means they're going to have big series. He'll do that relatively quickly, within two or three years, if it's working. If he's not doing that, he's not going to want to do it, and the team's probably not going to want to do it. So you're right. He is 60, but I could see him getting this done and by 65 saying, like, okay, yeah, I'm back out of this now, right? Or... It's been really good, and he's he's got a team to a conference finals or something crazy like that. I mean, I, I think either way, it goes successfully for him, and he gets to see what that's like, or he gets it out of his system, and it's done in a couple years, and then he's still got plenty of his retirement left, but I, I think he makes a little more sense to the NBA than maybe some of the other guys who have jumped. Like, you know, when, when uh, why am I blanking on who's, why the old Michigan coach, why am I blanking on his name, who jumped to the Cavs? Why am I blanking? Oh, on I, I'm blanking on his name too. Yeah. Uh, John Beeline. Yeah, duh. Right. Yeah. All right. When Beeline left, I thought that made a lot less sense to me. How long did he last? Not too long. I I want to say it was less than a couple years, or was it even a year? I don't think it was a year. Yeah, because he had he had the thing where he kept calling guys like slugs, and players <laughs> took that as like, are we I saying forgot. thugs, but without the thug and saying slug, <laughs> it didn't go well for him. And I'm not saying it should have. I'm saying he's used to coaching college athletes who are looking to get to the next level or at least attempt to. It's such a different animal, as we've talked about for years, coaching college players versus professional athletes. And I do think Jay Wright knows that as well as anyone. He's probably got the right temperament for it. And I I think he would do well in that role, but it'd have to be the right situation. He's not going to take some terrible team that just says, we're desperate for anything and have no cap room and all these bad contracts. He he would not, I like, let's say the Lakers job, you know, that's open. I don't think he would be going to the Lakers, right? That's a, that's a weird situation right now. I think he would be holding out for something that's a really good situation where a great coach wants to retire and he would step into the role. How long did he last in that job, Teddy? That would be 54 games. Okay. That's it. Not right. even so one season. It wasn't even a season. That's, yeah, there you go. What is he doing now? Didn't he go back to being somebody's assistant? Or Wikipedia no? says he's the senior player development advisor for the Pistons. Okay. Yeah. So he stayed in the NBA. All right. Good for him. 
I forgot. I forgot all about well, him. Quite right, honestly, but think about that. That's a guy who had teams multiple times at the footstep of a national championship. Oh, absolutely. And now is like kind of just doing also ran stuff in the NBA. I don't think that would happen to Jay Wright. I'm saying that's how quickly it goes. That is that is a guy who had all the cachet in college basketball, then goes to the NBA, and he didn't last a season. So. For Jay Wright, if it's not going well, don't worry. They're not going to keep you around for seven years and try to pretend like it's working. He'll he'll be out and they'll be out very quickly on that. But if it is going well, then you might have a chance to win an NBA title and add that to your resume and then be ultimate basketball coach. Bone, we, uh, we had some truly sad news today, so I hope everybody's sitting down for this. Mark Emmert, who is the president of the NCAA, says he will be stepping down on June 30th, 2023. Oh, no. I hope all of you don't just drive into a ditch right now. Yeah, I mean, the NCAA could be rudderless in a year and two months. The NCAA release said that Emmert and the NCAA Board of Governors reached a mutual agreement to have him step aside. It was believed he was going to step aside anyway. I think he even said, I'm coming towards the end of my tenure. But now we officially have a date. June 30th. 2023 in the statement he says throughout my tenure i've emphasized the need to focus on the experience and priorities of student athletes i'm extremely proud of the work of the association over the last 12 years and especially pleased with the hard work and dedication of the national office staff here in indianapolis so he goes on to talk about the significant transitions now with sports and how they need new fresh blood to run the ship Yep, that's fine. I just hope that in this time, in this, uh, what is it, 14 months? Yeah, thereabouts. Until he has the transition. I hope he gets a chance to do a little farewell tour, come to all the different college campuses. Mm, that'll be a lot of fun. boo him into a I hope everyone, yeah, it'll be really good if he goes there and then looks at their various bagel spreads and then goes, these used to be illegal, but uh, times they are changing. If I had my way... <laughs> They still would be. Man, this dude was such a dinosaur when it came to... I don't care about a person's age. There are there are people who are far older than Mark Emmert who are much more forward-thinking on how the world works and how life works. And then there are people much younger than him that don't get it in Maine ever. Mark Emmert did not get how the NCAA works going forward in the modern era of sports. You cannot be standing next to a thing, actually in technicalities, presiding over said thing but in reality he's standing next to these conferences that make all this money right the ncaa made the money off the basketball tournament but college football is a huge driver too and he didn't have a lot of control over that from the monetary standpoint he, he thought he did no but he i'm saying he stood next to all these conferences that were printing money his own organization printing money and the guys who do the majority of the work in that labor said, hey, can we get some of that money? And he said, absolutely not. And then when everyone said, that seems kind of terrible, he's like, I don't get where you're coming from. I don't see the problem. Until everyone yelled at him, until Congress yelled well, at him. Well, it was the Supreme Court, too. The Supreme Court and said... And the Supreme Court shut it down, basically. You're right. Your business model is not viable. But you know what, though? That's not the reason why he's stepping aside. He's not stepping aside because of NIL and how it's the wild, wild west now and the portal. None of that. The Board of Governors have realized that he's not the man to make them the most amount of money. We talked about it with the NCAA tournament deal where the, the board of governors, they were almost furious at him that he didn't open up the contract. 
Yeah, right. He wanted to keep it closed and go back to CBS. They had an out in the television contract that allowed them to go solicit bids elsewhere and get more money, and he wanted to repay the loyalty of CBS and Turner and didn't open up the contract. Well, you know who makes that deal? A guy who has made a lot of friends along the way with, with those people in charge of that network at CBS and then knows he's going out the door anyway. He, he probably knew I'm close to retiring anyway and stepping away from this. The man makes $3 million a year. If he, if he can't, if he's not able to retire comfortably at this point, I don't know what he did wrong. But yeah, it, that strikes me as a guy that we, we should have read that at the time and said, oh, well, then maybe he just doesn't want to do this because that's, that's only the type of move you make when you know you're not, for lack of a better term, running for reelection with the people on the board, right? I mean, that. Is that that's the only way I could take that. The New York Yankees engaging in criminal behavior. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on 2 at I-70. There is a disabled truck on the connector ramp in that area. The right shoulder is blocked, causing some heavy slowdowns. Please be careful as they get things cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lesset are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together we can just dist- stop distracted driving. Only an array with it and traffic. That's like Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus coming up at 448. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. We are approaching the end. 534, two more games left for the Jackets. A years-old letter sent by Major League Baseball to the New York Yankees was obtained by ESPN yesterday, and it details illicit use of technology during the 2015 and 16 seasons that was relatively benign within the context of sign-stealing scandals that occurred around the game at the same time. All right, so here's the deal. Major League Baseball was trying to crack down on all of this stuff. Getting complaints from other teams. This team's looking at me. This team's filming me. Calling the clubhouse. Trying to gain an unfair advantage. Pretty much every single team was engaging in some form of this. And Major League Baseball said, enough of this. Now, so they released a memo to all the teams. But before they did that, they investigated specific instances And the Yankees were a hot topic in 2015 and 2016. In the letter, Manfred informed the Yankees, Major League Baseball's investigation found that the team's players watched the monitors in 2015 and 2016 to discern pitch sequence information that was then relayed by base runners in the hope they could communicate this to the batter. Additionally, sources told ESPN that the letter notes that former Yankees pitching coach Larry Rothschild called the replay room to ask about pitch identification which is against the rules. I said when the Astros were popped for this, 
that it was bad they were doing it, but we were essentially splitting hairs because they were the most successful team to do it because they won the World Series. And then we found out about it. And there were some rumors that maybe guys were in technology on their body, like little electrodes that would send shocks to them and tell them what pitch is coming. Who the hell knows? Most of it's probably urban legend anyway. But they were using technology to gain an advantage. The New York Yankees were using technology to gain an advantage. The Boston Red Sox were using technology to gain an advantage. So when I hear Brian Cashman come out in the offseason, when asked why the Yankees have not won more recently, and he talks about the heinous and illegal acts mm. of the Houston Astros in 2017, and if it weren't for them cheating the game and the fans and stealing our championship, we would be the champions of the world, but it was the Astros who took it from us. The Yankees were doing the same thing the year before. Right. The Boston Red Sox were doing the same thing. You're telling me, too, the Yankees in 2017 were choir boys? They knew all these teams that are a threat to them winning the championship are all doing this stuff. But the Yankees, well, they got their letter, and by God, they stopped. Well, here's yeah, here's what, just from the timeline standpoint, for people who maybe didn't follow this this story, the Yankees were one of many teams that were identified doing this. And then Major League Baseball said, hey, bozos, knock it off all of you, and we're going to find some of you, and we're going to, you know, we're not going to make this such a huge thing publicly, but just know we know, and now it all needs to stop. And you're getting punished a little bit financially, but that's really just a slap on the wrist. We all know now what's going on. Everyone needs to cool it. The Yankees are saying, or I'm sure they will whenever Brian Cashman talks about this, well, we did. We got the letter. We got the slap on the wrist. No, they've already said that. And they most teams did, but it was those dastardly Astros and the other teams like the Red Sox, because they were the ones, I believe, that filed the complaint on the Red Sox, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. They're uh, saying the they kept doing it after that letter. says, as the facts of the letter again show, the Yankees were not penalized for sign stealing but were penalized for improper use of the telephone in the replay room. Oh, good. Yeah, for at what that, purpose? At that point in time, oh, sign God. stealing was utilized as a competitive tool by numerous teams throughout oh, Major League Baseball up. and only became illegal after the commissioner's specific declaration of the rules uh. on September 15th, 2017. So, by the way, the Yankees, who right here said, we didn't do anything wrong, we got nothing to hide, uh, they fought to have this letter hidden. Yes, they did. They did not want this letter released. Well, why is that? If, if everybody else wrong, right? If everybody sure. else was doing it during this time, and you stopped when you were told, well, then why is it such a big deal? Because they've been crying about it for five years. Because yes, they know it makes them look like giant hypocrites. I mean, their their argument with that, the response is pretty ridiculous too, isn't it? It's like if if somehow it wasn't illegal to rob a bank, but it was illegal to do all the things up to robbing a bank, that's like them saying, we didn't rob any banks. We just improperly used the telephone. No. They we were calling say, China during the games. They said, stop. We went into a bank. We threatened the teller. We asked for the money. But hey, man, that was that was the stuff that was illegal, and we stopped after that. Like Your argument is it wasn't illegal to rob banks at the time. Your argument is it's not illegal to steal signs because everyone was doing it. But yeah, we didn't get popped for the way in which we were doing it. Right. It wasn't because you were using the dugout phone to call mom at home and be like, hey, mom, just letting you know, I'll be up in a couple minutes, flip the TV on. No, 
You're using the phone to steal signs to gain a competitive advantage. You're doing a similar thing. You didn't have a trash can, apparently, you were banging. But you're doing a similar thing to what you're complaining about the Astros doing. Your timing was a little early on it, and that's why you didn't get popped as bad as the Astros. Uh, If you consider the Astros to have gotten popped very badly, which I don't think most people do. I still think there are teams out there now trying to do stuff. Maybe not to this level. Maybe not involving so many people. There's always going to be guys trying to get a competitive advantage. Always. Do we assume that when they catch someone doping at the Olympics, that there are not other people at the Olympics, after that happens, trying to find the next thing they can do to get away with it? Right? Tour de France. They, They bust a bunch of guys who are... Doing PEDs. On to the next Do thing. we assume that no one then, everyone's like, okay, we learned our lesson. We're not able to do that again. Or do we assume there are other people going, well, we can't do that, but we're going to still try to do something because we know everyone's still trying to do this. It would be naive for us to think that baseball has gotten rid of this fully. Do I think it's as organized? Probably not. Do I think teams probably have a lot more policies on the books that say we do not tolerate any of this? And if you see it, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, don't at all tolerated and let us know instantly could be that they're still doing different things and they found other ways to try to get around it why did major league baseball allow cat if this is all fixed why did major league baseball allow catchers and pitchers this year to use a signal from the wristband to an electronic device in the pitcher's ear to say this is the pitch that is because you know there's still sign stealing going on that's why and you don't think there's someone trying to hack that right now? Of course there of is. Course there there's is. someone trying to sit there with a little two-way radio figuring out, can I find the frequency? Can I get on that? Hopefully you can't. College football coaching staffs may get even crazier than NIL and the portal. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Plan on some slowdowns. You'll also find delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by ExpressBros.com. For inspiration to reach your goals, join Ben Nempton to get on track with five steps to make the seemingly impossible possible. Register at ExpressBros.com slash Express Talks. A free virtual event may fit from Express Employment Professionals. ExpressBros.com. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. So the NCAA's got all these committees, right? Yes. Uh, A little blurb in Sports Illustrated. They have the NCAA Transfer Committee. Uh, They're working on some things. They're discussing some things. According to Sports Illustrated and their anonymous sources, they include, number one, eliminating scholarship caps on sports that only offer partial scholarships. Number two, 
abolishing the limitation on the number of coaches per team. That's a very interesting one. Mm. Uh, number three, expanding direct payments from schools to athletes. Number four, reconfiguring the recruiting calendar. And number five, implementing closed periods in the NCAA transfer portal. It says at least the first three items, at least the first three items, will be left in the decision-making hands of individual conferences if the concepts are approved. See, this is the problem that we have right now. And as much as I was not a fan, and still am not a fan, of the NCAA as the lord of all of these conferences and setting these stupid rules, I still feel like there needs to be some sort of centralized committee. Now, maybe the Power Five conferences get together and they do it themselves. Scheduling, limits, real limits to how much you can spend on a coaching staff. When should the dead periods in the portal be, dead periods in recruiting be? Because if you leave them just up to each individual conference, that's how you get chaos, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I saw somebody post this on Twitter today, and it's it's a relevant point, but I don't want to, I won't get this completely right, but... More or less the idea was the NCAA now functions almost as like a a giant trade organization. So if you think of like, you know, plumbing companies, right? There's probably some plumbers association of America and any business that qualifies as a plumbing business probably has heard from them or knows of their existence and that's that, right? But we would all agree that a plumbing company that works on giant high-rises in Chicago, New York, L.A., etc., versus a plumbing company that comes over and helps you get your toilet repaired, they might have different things they're trying to do. They might have different goals for their business. They might have different staffing needs, all that. So why would you think that that internet, you know, the National Plumbing Organization could be in charge of setting the exact rules for everyone who does plumbing? Right. In, in this, you know, country that that is essentially what the NCAA has done is set itself up as we're here for all college sports. Well, don't you think women's lacrosse, men's football, basketball, women's basketball, little different in each and every way? Don't you think that some of those sports may not have the same needs as others? Some of those sports may be trying to do things the other sports aren't trying to do, right? College football is trying to sign billion dollar contracts for their TV rights. You know, lacrosse teams are trying to get on TV. And, and the rowing team is just happy if people know they exist to some degree, right? I'm not trying to besmirch that, but I'm saying that there's different needs on each level. So why would you have the NCAA say, we're, we're treating everyone the same? You can't. And maybe it's time that, you know, the Power Five conferences in football and, you know, 10 or 12 conferences in basketball, they separate and say, well, for big-time basketball, this is what we're doing. For big-time college football, this is what we're doing. Harvard and Yale playing basketball is different than Harvard and Yale playing football, right? Harvard and Yale can, can actually compete a little bit in the NCAA tournament. They can be a part of that thing. There's no chance Harvard and Yale are competing. They're not even in the same class when it comes to football. So why why pretend like even at those same schools, the rules would need to be the same between basketball, football, et cetera, and for those different programs, they have different goals. Well, and most of the time, too, you have these schools that talk the talk about student-athletes and respecting the NCAA and amateurism. They're the first ones to skate around the rules. Yes. How many How uh -huh. many analysts and advisors does Nick Saban have on his staff? 
down a, in Alabama. A ridiculous amount. Right, yes. because he can't hire them as coaches. So instead of just saying, well, I mean, I can only have a certain amount of coaches, and that's the rule, and I respect it. No, he will skirt around that. And he's not alone. Ohio State does it, too. Well, All right. of these teams do it. And and I understand there will be people that will say, even after that, let's say the Power Five breaks off. You tell me Vanderbilt has the same needs as Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma? No chance. They're not. No, but at least they're cashing the same checks. They are cashing the same checks. And then at least, so if you say, all right, you are able to have up to 20 assistant coaches, you double the number of on field coaches. Vanderbilt can afford that bill as well as Bama can. They may not not then be able to afford another 30 analysts. That's fine. That's the cost of doing business. Yeah, but that's, that's way different than telling some mom and pop school. Like the mom and pop plumbing example. Hey, you've got to now fund 20 assistant coaches in this college football landscape where the salaries are already ridiculous. That's that's not something that some of the smaller schools are going to be willing to do. NFL draft starts up tomorrow. Um, We decided to have a draft of our own. We did. Not with players and stuff because we don't care. We decided to have a fast food draft. So tomorrow on the show, we're going to start things up. It's going to be me and Bone and Teddy and for some reason, Timmy Hall is involved in this. Have we told Timmy Hall he's involved I don't in know this? how he shoehorned his way in, but he's in. Okay. Well, Seven-round draft, the four of us, fast food items. It's Yes, it's not a restaurant. No, we're not gonna, restaurants. We're going to go items. and say, yeah, so you're, I don't, we have to set a little ground rule on this because, you know, I think obviously, like, I'm not breaking any news here that a Big Mac is probably going to be somebody's first or second overall pick. Maybe yours probably won't be I'm Timmy's. Not, I'm not giving my secrets away. Okay, fine. I'm just pointing out that the idea here is for us to draft the most delectable menu of fast food items. So that at the end of our draft, I want to get the grade that I won the draft. Well, that's the thing. It's not just going to be delectable to us. We right. have to draft a team of fast food goodies that we think the majority of people will look at and say, that's the best. And I, so, I think it could be yours or Ted's or Tim's right. as far as a straight-up head-to-head competition of menus. Mine would be the best of all of them. That's and what so I'm going so after for. the draft, we're going to put it online for all of you to see our entire fast food lineups, and then you will name a champion. We have nothing to say about who wins. Mm, you that's do. That's right. Now, I think we've got to establish what is technically fast food because... You know, we could go all pizza in this draft, theoretically, because there's lots of good pizza out all right, there. Here's, here's what I was thinking. count pizza as fast food? That's a tricky one, okay? Um, I don't think of pizza when I think of fast food. You know, pizza is not something that you generally, yes, there are exceptions. The Little Caesars has like the hot and fresh where you could walk right in there and pick it up. Right. But I don't think of something you have to order in advance as fast food. That's a good call. I think there needs to be a window involved. And I know that, you know, a lot of places now, especially with the situation we've been in the last couple of years, that previously didn't have windows or putting windows in. Like Chipotle, a lot of locations are putting windows in. Sandwich shops are putting windows in. So normally I would say if there's a drive through window, it's fast food. But I think we have to add another layer to it. If you have a window and you serve fries, it's fast food. Ooh. What's that going to do to, like, our guys at Taco Bell? Taco Bell has nacho fries. Ah, point taken. That's right. Okay, so that works. That's I think that's pretty good. I'm trying to think of other places that don't have fries that would be definitely fast food. And I know this eliminates like the Jersey Mike's and the Jimmy John's of the world, but I don't... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all you people contact the show and yell at me. I don't think of that as fast food. Well, you I know, don't think you Chipotle know is fast food. I think it would eliminate unless... Does Panera have fries? 
I don't think they have fries, but you know what? I don't think I don't a Panera think, is fast food. I don't food. think a Panera is fast food either. This is, I think you're right, because if you have a window only, you're going to have a lot of, like, a lot of Paneras are obviously drive through Well, and like Donato's has a window. Some of the right, locations right, do. Right, right, right. But I don't think of that as fast food. I think those that's a good set of rules. So if it has a window, at least most locations should have a window. We'll, we'll do that. And mm-hmm. if they serve fries as a menu item, then you are considered fast food. If you object to this, please let us know. No, but that's, and Bone that still leaves like some chicken places out there. It leaves like a Long John Silver's if that's your thing. They all serve fries. You yeah, can still do that fries. if you want to. That's still fast food. I'm yeah. good with that. Yeah. And you know what? If they don't serve fries, they don't deserve our attention. Tell you, a hush puppy might be a sleeper pick for me. Oof. Love a good hush puppy from Long John. That's like a seventh round pick, though. I didn't say it. Well, I mean, I'm you're not just, going first round pick with I'm a hush I'm not pack. revealing my draft board. I, you may not evaluate hush puppies as highly as I do. All right. But they're, they're, they're big. We will start our fast food draft tomorrow. Scott Frost, Nebraska head coach, living in fantasy land. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of pockets of slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. More slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. And plan on backups on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. Scott Frost is the head coach of Nebraska football, although he probably shouldn't be. Trev Alberts, the AD, came out last year when they were 3-7 and seven and said he'll be back. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I were convinced he was going to get fired. I thought they brought in Trev Alberts to, you know, fire him and well, hire the next guy. That's and- usually how it goes, right? Where you bring in the new guy. And this is almost like mirroring pro sports, where the new GM is selected and then they go, okay, well, we're going to let the coach have another year. And then after like, I don't know, six, seven games, like, this isn't working out. Sorry. And they go get the guy they really wanted anyway. But they at least pretend like, now nah, we gave him a fair shake. I was shocked, too, they decided to bring back Scott Frost. But it's been four months since their season ended, and so we forget about some things. Now the narrative is starting again that, oh, Nebraska was much better than we give them credit for. They just lost some games in weird ways. Oh, I, Close I, games. I don't forget that. I remember very clearly during the season us talking about that because that was being brought up by people, wasn't I, it? I understand that, but that's, to me, a bigger indictment on Scott Frost is that he is in year four and he still cannot figure out how to win these close games. No one is worse in close games than Scott Frost. We're not looking at last year saying, well, they were one and eight in the Big Ten, but that's an anomaly. How can it be when you're 15 and 29? 
Yeah, how, I, how can it be? I don't know, man. I, you were three and nine overall last year, and th- this article that I'm reading goes on to talk about some of the weird moments they had last year. It says, well, they beat Northwestern fifty-six to seven. Well, Northwestern was also god awful too. Let's not confuse that. Right. Seven one-score losses and an eighth by nine points. Yeah. And Nebraska somehow went one and eight while scoring two hundred and thirty nine points and allowing two hundred and thirty nine points. So the logic is they can't possibly be this bad. Scott Frost came out and said they need tweaks, not dramatic changes. He said, if you believe you're doing things the right way, which we do, I think drastic changes are a mistake. Tweaks are what you need, not being stuck in your ways, but looking for ways to improve Ways to do things a little bit different. He goes on to say that his system works. He has seen it work. And so they're going to stay the course. All right. I, I disagree with that. I've seen, we've, I think we've seen, and Nebraska fans have seen enough from Scott Frost to say that this guy is not the answer for that program. I'm shocked that he's not, but I think we've seen enough that, that he's not the answer. Yeah. I, I, I will just add, though, I think Nebraska's hoping they're bucking a trend. Right, because the trend is after three or four years of not performance, we fire the coach. I wonder if they're trying to say, "Yeah, but what if we didn't?" And we went old school with and let the guy have seven or eight years to figure it out. I don't know how you can do that in major college football nowadays. You can't. And but this is, it seems like that's almost the angle they're trying to take here. This is, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. And I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that almost seems like their logic at this point. I, is it though? Is it their? I don't know what their logic is. Because then Scott Frost says, well, we don't, need, we don't need drastic changes. We need tweaks. Well, then why'd you fire your entire offensive coaching staff? <laughs> That's a drastic if you're, if change. If you're doing yeah. things the right... I'll tell you why. Because Trev Alberts came in and said, you're going to keep your job, but you've got to fire all these guys. And instead of Scott Frost saying, no, we're doing it the right way. I believe in my guys. He wanted to save his own ass and said, all right, you're all fired, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here oh, for yeah. now. All yeah. these coaches preach integrity when it actually comes down to their jobs. Then they don't have any integrity. Oh, of course. By the way, don't forget... Uh They've got they got new answers at quarterback. Maybe that's going to fix their problems, right? They got Casey Thompson who transferred in from Texas, and then one of the one of the great names is going to possibly play quarterback at Nebraska. This kid who transferred in from Florida State, Chuba Purdy. Chuba Purdy. Chuba Purdy might My be guy. coming to coming to rescue Scott Frost. So he was a I think a four star guy that went to Florida State didn't play Chubby much. Time. Red shirt freshman season last year didn't play much for Florida State because you know they were just so good last year, Mike. Couldn't really see the field. That's anyway. the other thing, too, is that a lot of people are looking at Adrian Martinez and saying that was the problem. He certainly was a problem. I was not his biggest fan. But was it written in Scott's Frost contract that he had to have Adrian Martinez as his starting quarterback? He kept putting him out there. Yeah, I don't... Dude, I don't understand at this point why they ended up going that route. And, and I don't know either why he just was not good in those games. Like, he, he was not good was Adrian Martinez in close games. So I don't, I have no clue why it didn't work out that he couldn't win a couple of those, but he, it's the answer is just he's no very, he's not very good, right? That's got to no, be the he's, only He's not very answer. good. The, the, the coaches were not putting him in a position to succeed, and you could just count on a terrible mistake. What was it that, was it the Michigan game or the Michigan State game? I think it was Michigan State, where they, that game goes to overtime, Nebraska's, Fixing for a big victory, and I think it was the first play of overtime. Adrian Martinez throws a cl- a crippling interception, and I'm watching that game, saying, "Of course he did. 
I mean, I can see that coming. Right, that's kind of been his M.O. Right. You know he's going to do something every single game. That's why Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost, I think, were perfect for each other. Because you watch these games, and it's not like Scott Frost is calling these wonderful plays and these players are just out there not executing the plays. There are there were plenty of instances in these close games where you scratch your head saying, what is this guy doing? Either with calling bad timeouts or calling bad plays or not manufacturing the clock the way that he should he's just as he's coaching equivalent of adrian martinez yeah and and now adrian martinez is gone did he transfer out right or did he just it was no, he like I think done, he's done done i think he's no graduated. I, couldn't, I couldn't remember if he had another year of eligibility that he went and was told like he's you're been not there coming since back. 2009 it seems well no you know i honest to god i i always have this issue with nebraska which is there's Taylor Martinez, who was there in 2009, and I always have to go, is it Adrian or Taylor? Which Martinez quarterback for Nebraska was it? But yes, it's Adrian Martinez the way, was the I most lied. recent one. He did, he did transfer. Yes, he did. I thought he did, he's right? At, he's at Kansas State. Okay. Yeah, so he still has eligibility left. I'm saying Scott Frost basically, oh, we just need minor tweaks. You told your senior quarterback to go pound sand. That's not a minor tweak. That obviously, if you believed he was that good and that close, and man, we can get there. You changed quarterbacks. He saw the writing on the wall and knew he wasn't going to play quarterback. He knew you were going out in the transfer portal and looking for guys to replace him. I'm just saying, Adrian Martinez was there as as much as I didn't believe in him. I'm not Scott Frost. I'm not the one saying, oh, man, we just need a few minor tweaks and we're right there. Maybe Maybe tweaking quarterback is a minor tweak to him. That does not seem like a minor tweak to me. Right? And the entire offensive coaching staff is gone. Well, I'm saying, like, if Ryan Day had come out this offseason and said, like, ah, oh, we just need a couple minor tweaks and we'll be... No, he didn't say that. They they changed the defensive coaching staff and, like, half the secondary is transferred out of the school now. That's Those are fairly significant changes, at least as far as you can go without firing a head coach, which, of course, no one at Ohio State was suggesting. But in Nebraska... That was definitely a conversation, and Scott Frost's only way of staying there was basically saying, yeah, I will I will send everyone else up the river, but let me stay here for a little bit. That's that's all it is. I'm trying to see where they where their recruiting classes are ranking. The 2022 class looks like they're ranked 37th overall. Well, you know what? In college football. I hate to say this. For them, I'm kind of surprised it's that high. For them. That's not great by anyone's estimation, but for them, that's that's probably so. By the way, where does that put them in the conference? By the way, in the Big Still Ten conference, probably bottom. So Ohio five. State's first, right? Yeah. Penn State is second. Michigan's third. Then it's Michigan State, Indiana, Rutgers, oh. Maryland, oh. and then Nebraska. Oh. Then it's Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois. Let's look at twenty twenty three. They're probably telling themselves, "Hey, class of the West, baby." We don't have to beat the teams in the East, but we're doing better on the West. Like we've got one of the better recruiting classes in this, you know, other half of the uh, bracket there. Uh, twenty twenty three, they are seventh. Penn State's one, Ohio State two, Iowa three, Michigan State four, Michigan five, Northwestern six. Then it's Nebraska seventh. Nebraska has. They've become this program that just recruits three star guys, though. Oh, yeah. That's the that's, problem. The days of them being able to get five-star guys, I think, is mostly long gone. That, no, I, but you know what, though? Michigan State has three four-star guys in their 2023 class. 
There's no reason why Nebraska can't be on par with what Sparty's doing. Well, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I think there's, in the relative footprint, you know, for Michigan State, there's a lot more talent relatively close that than you have at Nebraska, but your point is well taken. I guess then again, Nebraska's got Texas to recruit from, which is not that far of a drive for them. So, uh, you know, if you're trying to get talent to leave there, you're not you're not so far away from a giant hotbed of college football and high school football in Texas. So you could probably get some guys from there. That's true. In the uh, 2022 class, they have three four-star guys. For comparison, Indiana has six. Jeez. After the season Indiana just had, Indiana too. has six four-star commits for 2022. And Nebraska lift. has three. Yeah, that's not great. I'll say this for Nebraska. I think you risk stagnation if either the the situation does not turn around this year under Scott Frost or you have to fire him. Like, you can't just have another... I'm not talking turnaround as in 500 season. That's that's a turnaround for them. That's not a real turnaround. He needs to show he can go through this conference and lose only three, maybe three or four games at most. And then that's building. Then you keep him around and say, oh, yeah, this is... And you have to show it in recruiting, too. Yeah, It's got to be happening at the same time as you're going out and only losing a couple games. Then you've also got to show... And we're killing it in recruiting this year. We picked up a bunch of new recruits. We got some guys in the transfer portal. Then maybe I believe that you can turn that, that thing around. I almost said ship. But either way, if you don't do that this year, then he's got to go. Oklahoma football trying to do some damage control. Details next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as I try to get things cleaned up. Caution is advised in the meantime about a 10 to 15 minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig and Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines near projects. As a law, Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Today it's been all sports, and I want to put a stop to that. (laughs) I need the advice of our young female listeners. All right. right, Because while I may come off as someone who hates everybody... I do. I do hate everybody, but that's that's not an act. That's right. I I was trained well, so... What I naturally do when I encounter someone walking down the street, if our eyes meet, if I return your gaze, instinctively, I smile at you. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what my mother taught me to do. Be polite. If you don't know me, I come off as very charming and polite. Then you start to know me and you realize I hate everybody. And of course, you guys are listening to me for three hours a day, every single day. So you've come to know what my true personality is. But just random people on the street, they don't know. They just think I'm a nice portly guy who smiled at him, and that's the end of it. 
Right. And even during the pandemic, when I was wearing the mask everywhere, I still smiled under the mask. It was oh, instinctive. Wow. Look at you. It was going the extra mile there. No, I'm not saying it's the extra mile. I'm saying it's inborn. It's there. It's not going away. However, right. I was walking down the street today, and there was a pretty young lady walking the other direction. Our eyes met, and I smiled. And she smiled at first and then sort of had a creeped out look on her face. I don't know. Have I, first of all, we live in a society where men are disgusting. I'm aware of this. I hate my own sex. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be a woman where you have to deal with comments and the most disgusting men in the world still assuming that you want to sleep with them. It's all gross and disgusting. I don't know how women go through life. Right. So maybe she saw me and said, oh, this guy wants to sleep with me. I didn't. Well, I, I kind of did, but I didn't give off that vibe. I just gave a little smirk. That's what you think you didn't give off that vibe. I don't she think I did. It was just a little, it was passing, a little corner smile. Wasn't too big. I'm always uh, aware not to make too big of a smile because that creeps people out. But have I reached the age and have we reached the time in 2022 where men smiling at women? By the way, I do this for everybody. When a man meets was, my gaze. You're saying if this was like a creepy old man who walked past, I'd, you would still I'd like still nod give and him, smile. Yes, I'd right, still give okay. him something. I would acknowledge his presence and give him a smile. I do the same thing with women. I'm asking you, younger women, as a 41-year-old guy who looks like a troll, should I stop? Because I'll work hard. Yeah. I mean, I obviously don't have the answer on that, but I, I would be interested to know the same answer to that question. I will tell you, like, for me walking around, I was told by my wife, especially, like, I wear hats a lot because I was told, I, I don't keep my hair long because I'm very bald, so I keep it cut short, right? And I used to shave it completely down to, like, I know, just and I, I didn't like it when you did that. Well, and you know Because you look like a white supremacist. See? That's... So I think of myself as like, I know on the air here, we rant and rave, but I tend to think I try to be gen generally pretty nice to people out and same as you. I try to be nice and courteous and all that. And my wife told me once, she's like, yeah, when you have your head shaved down like that, it's pretty intimidating looking. And I said, I, I never knew that. I, so, I, so then I realized I look like that. I'm a bigger guy. I'm walking around and I'm like nodding at people. And sometimes I don't smile because I feel like that might be creepy because I don't want to be seen as like, what are you so happy about? You know, we're just walking around here. So then I nod at people with my non-smile face, which also can look very angry. No, I think so now you've smile. got fat, bald, angry guy staring at people going, huh, huh, huh. like, how you doing? That's that's not what I'm trying to go for either. That's bad. So I've, I've now just taken to when I see someone, I just look down at the ground. I just, I don't, I'm not trying to get into any type well, normally of connection I do too, there. But then I think if you meet someone's gaze, then it's rude just to look away right away. But if that's what women want, if women want me to look away, never smile at them, I will do it. I will sure, accommodate sure. you. But I, I just, I don't know. Look, I, I know there's a lot of creepy guys out there. And I almost want to wear a little sandwich board that says, I am asexual at this point. <laughs> All right. I, I, right. Well, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not looking at myself thinking that you want a piece of me. Trust me. I'm just giving you a nice little smile as a greeting and we will move on and never discuss this. Yeah. I think maybe you're, you're thinking a little too much on this because you're right. Like, I don't want to come off as threatening either, but there are times where I'm sure like, you know, 
I, I wouldn't blame, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't blame someone if like I had my head all shaved and I'm just standing there staring straight ahead and someone much smaller than me, male or female, gets on an elevator and then standing next to me and I'm not paying attention. I'm off of my own little world. I could see someone thinking, uh-oh, what's this guy angry about? What's he's about to do? This guy looks a little crazy. And it's just me being off my own world, like staring straight ahead, not acknowledging them. But on the other side of that, if I'm sitting there like talking them up, they're probably like, oh, this guy, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. And I'm just trying not to do either one of no, those I things. Don't, I don't talk. I don't stop and talk. I don't do any of that. I don't stop walking. I continue to walk. Just a little corner smile. You know what I think we should do? What because men, do? men are disgusting. If you've reached a certain age like I have, where you're just, you know you're disgusting, you know nobody wants a piece of you, and you're happily married. What we should do is we should cut off our genitals. Okay. All right. We should bronze them. You know, like mother's bronze little baby shoes and stuff. Okay. We should bronze our shafts and just wear them around our our necks like necklaces. Why why would any because then you're just saying because you're then telling the outside world, I am no threat to you. Here's my penis. It's right here. I I am no threat to you. Go about your day. You know what? I you actually, don't have to worry about me, Ted. You're Ted. You're you're shaking your head. He's onto something. In fact, I don't even think you do that. Get it surgically implanted onto the front of your forehead so you can look like a unicorn. That way, we'll know. This is a unicorn. Right, I'm I'm just I'm trying to be normal here. Yeah, I'm trying to right. accessorize Let's our dead penises our as jewelry. Let's cut off our genitals, have them bronzed, and wear them on our neck. That's good. Um, I, is Leanna I, there? Will you pipe her in, please? I want to talk to her about this, Leanna. If I were just passing you on the street and we had our gazes meet and I gave you a little smile, would you just think, oh, that guy's smiling at me and then go about your day? Or would you think, what does this creepy guy want from me? I would think, why is this creepy guy looking at me and smiling at me? There you go. It's deeply unsettling. All right. Yeah, right. right. I think people aren't used to looking and smiling anymore. And I don't don't blame you at all for that, Leanna. Trying to spread some sunshine into the world. Now, Uh -uh. I said, (laughs) that's good. I said that previously I don't usually look and acknowledge anyone because I just figure they don't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to them. But when I am leaving the gym sometimes in the morning, I occasionally will. I'm leaving the gym. I'm on the little endorphin high and then someone else is coming in. They're about to go do their workout. They're kind of peppy and they got their step going. And so sometimes I will give them a little knowing nod of like, hey, good for you. Getting after it, doing the workout thing. I had one moment that was perfect. Where I looked up, this person was coming towards me. She saw my eyes. I saw her eyes. This woman was probably like 60 years old. Before I could say anything, she said, have a good morning. And I said, you too. And it was as if I shot an arrow like across the sea and it landed directly in the bullseye. Like it was, I could never replicate that again. You could never replicate. I saw someone. I was thinking I should say something. But they beat said me it to, to it, and then I met it with a and then you, you too. Pressed her right up against the glass. No, and that was no. the way it ended. No, I'm saying she was like, I know you're going to say something. I'm going to say something. It was as if we both like fist bumped at the same time and knew that was going to happen just out of nowhere. Two strangers just right there. Mm-hmm. That was a moment, and I said I'll never be top. So now I talk to no one. Now I'm uh, never going to do that again. All right. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I talked about Oklahoma football needing a reset. What I say? I don't know. They need a reset. Do they? I don't know. Do they? Oh, no, they're trying to... They're trying to do some damage control. Damage control, that's we'll it. We'll talk yeah. about that. And I, I want to hear from the uh, the young ladies 
Not Leanna. <laughs> At Man and Bone 971. Oh, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Thank you, sir. You find an earlier accident has cleared from I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand is changing the way people live with their pets. Experienced professionals provide pets independence, play outside while providing you confidence they're secure. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand, surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. On campus at 448, name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. I guess I'm never smiling at anybody ever again. No? Never mm-hmm. again, huh? I don't know. Leanna, Leanna got me on edge. Well, I mean, you know, Leanna may just feel that way in general about people. Well, that's fine. Right? Where she just doesn't like to I'm see... trying to spread some joy. People I'm trying smiling to do. or nodding. It's. I'll tell you this. The so if we got to a point where we interacted with each other like robots, it would go a lot smoother, don't you think? Where we didn't have emotions and feelings, and we didn't worry about hurting someone's feelings or having our own feelings hurt. Like that'd go a lot better, but that's not how humans work. So instead, we got to spend all this time maintaining. You know, well, should I nod at this person if they nod at me? Should I? You know, we're at the grocery store and. They say, "How you doing? Do you, do you say pretty good, or do you I'm just not even ignore we them?" Have to take it to that extent. I know, but people do. Some depending on where you go. There's some people. That, I had a guy the other day. I took my kid into the store, my two year old daughter, and and it was it was totally innocent. This guy was not in the wrong. He was very nice, but he's from a different generation, older man. I'm walking out of the store. She's sitting in the cart. I've got my groceries. We're heading out to the car, and he goes. Looks like you picked up a sack of potatoes there, you know, like talking about her sitting in the front of the cart. Yeah. And I said, actually, you know, and I came in here for potatoes, but I ended up with a little ham instead. And this guy laughed as if I had just finished an hour long set at the Apollo. Like this guy thought I was the funniest human in the world. You're making new friends and I'm disgusting everybody that I meet. But what I'm saying is I could totally, that guy said that to me. He may say that to every person who walks out of a grocery store with a kid. I can totally understand. You're like a single mom. You're stressed out. Your kid's been kind of crazy in the store. And all of a sudden, this guy's like, oh, you got a sack of potatoes. And you're like, what is he talking? What? Leave me alone, man. Like, I can understand it if you're not in that mental space to always be ready for a conversation. I, I'm not talking about a conversation. Well, your eyes say a lot. No. Though. They do. Uh, all right. They say a lot. Fine. Uh, Oklahoma trying to do some damage control. So the narrative since Lincoln Riley left is... Oklahoma is not as good of a job as USC, and they got the short end of the stick and all of this. 
Bob Stoops was talking to the Oklahoma House of Representatives, reassuring fans that Lincoln Riley was not OU football. That's, by the way, good use of everyone's time to have guy who doesn't coach there anymore talking to politicians who should be focused on other things. That's all right. They got time. Uh, He says, Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football. Uh, He said, uh, career, what is this? Oh, here's why he was there. Oh, okay. Because Bob Stoops was being honored with a resolution celebrating a career of service to the Oklahoma community and success with the OU football program. So Very it was Bob Stoops cool. Day. Yay. Yeah. Good for that. What do they got? All, is that all they do in Oklahoma now? They just build statues and yes. create resolutions That's for what guys? They do. Well, okay. they fixed all their other problems. Sure. Of course, Brett Venables is there now. He was an assistant on Stoops' staff. Uh, and Stoops says, Brent was a major part of Oklahoma's undefeated 2000 season. He was with, with us 13 years and then went 10 years to Clemson where they have a big resurgence not resurgence where they've come from nowhere to be one of the premier teams in the country. He's got all the experience in the world. I don't need to tell you about his passion and energy. It oozes all over the place and infects everybody. That's gross. See, I'm smiling yeah, at people. He's like, talking hey, about oozing and infecting people. I don't like that. That's that's not that's not great. But whatever, man. You want to say that oh we're we're perfectly fine? Maybe you are. Maybe Oklahoma won't miss a beat with Brent Venables. I think he has the potential to be a really good head coach. But if you're if you're trying to tell everyone that it's just going to be smooth sailing and no issues, I think that's a little bit overselling it. It's probably going to be a couple years of figuring it out. I don't think it just goes seamlessly without a hitch. Hitch. I don't know why I brought up this story. Stupid. <laughs> Well, what is uh, Brent Venables? Does he he oozes a lot, but does he smile at people when he walks by them, or do you think he ignores them? I don't know. Stupid story. You know what you want to do? What do I want? I want to allow you the time to do this today. Oh yeah, you want to declare your love for somebody? I'm ready to do it. Go ahead. Got the music? Okay. This man, I have been watching play basketball. The last few years, I have very much enjoyed him. Last night, I think a lot of the country got hip to the Ja Morant train and said, oh, it's time to hop on board. Were people not hip to it? I don't know what people are hip to. What I know is this. Last night, Ja Morant had one of those dunks that if you don't watch the NBA and you haven't watched him at all, you might think, wow, that's like one of a million for him. He, he, He can't do that again. John Morant routinely puts guys on posters in this league at being whatever he is, 6'2", 6'3". He is, one of, he is, I think, the best dunker in the NBA currently. Like, the guy is insane with how high he gets up and what he can do. But he has also been a leader of this Memphis Grizzlies team that's been pretty good this year. And while last night he had a great game, he doesn't always have. He's been a little inconsistent, especially in the playoffs, coming back from an injury. John Morant is, to me one of the biggest stars the NBA will have over the next five to ten years, He, if he isn't already. But last night, he hit the game-winning layup with a second to go. Play was kind of designed for him to get the ball. He gets it. He drives the lane, makes this little adjustment in the air. It was beautiful. It was poetic. It's what you want. And it was in front of the home crowd. That has delivered for me. The first round of these NBA playoffs have delivered for me. But John Morant, I have been watching him all this past season. I had the package last year, too, and I watched a lot of his games. I watched a lot of Memphis basketball the last two years. 
He said this after the game. He said, call 12. When you got an emergency, you call number 12. That's that's his number. It's also, a you know, it's a reference to the cops. Call the cops because if you got an emergency, you need someone to come fix it. Ja is saying, you call me when you've got a problem. I'm coming to fix it. Call number 12. But he's the guy, man. He is for real. And if you're just jumping on the Ja bandwagon, welcome. There's plenty of room for all of us. We can all get jerseys of his and celebrate how great he is. It's awesome. I envy you. Why really do you envy, do. Why do you envy got, me? You got, a, you got a little poster of this guy. I do. At your desk. Yes, I do. And it's been a long time. I, I'm just bitter and jaded and I hate everything now. Well, it was funny because last night, this is a thing that annoys me with the NBA. Everyone will tweet out or send the videos around of, oh, look at this guy. Should put him on a poster. He put him on a poster. Look at this dunk. And I always say, where's the poster store? I want to get a, I don't, don't come at me with NFTs, bro. I don't know. I don't want it on my phone. It's Go already on my gifts. phone. They probably still got some posters there. I know, but we live in a world of instant gratification. How is it not that I can't just say that dunk? Awesome. Take the best photo from it. Put it on a poster. Ship it to my house tomorrow. I want that. Maybe there's a site. Come on, Elon Musk. Let's my, go. My point is, I mean, I still care about my team's success, but it's been a long time since I've been wrapped up in a person. And I, miss, you, and man, I miss that. And this, I, this guy is one of my favorite players to watch in all of sports. I know. Because you talk he, about him all the time. You love him. He plays the game the way I like basketball to be played. He reminds me a lot of Allen. If Allen Iverson could jump like Vince Carter, that's who this guy is. That's what he reminds me of. And that's his potential. So, yeah, you're right. I do get very overhyped for this guy, but I got I'm the music for I'm not saying it's him. overhyped. I'm, well, I'm hyped is what yes, I'm saying. Yes, I, I envy you. I wish I had that. I, I seriously thought of traveling to Memphis just to watch a game in person. That's how ridiculous this has gotten for me. I am, I am a Memphis Grizzlies, for the rest of this season, a Memphis Grizzlies fan. I am rooting for them. I am hoping they do great. I mean, when it comes to individuals, who do I get excited for? I mean, I make the jokes about Joe Germain. Joe Germain played 30 years ago, right? <laughs> what are we doing? Michael Jordan, I got you've excited had, you've for. You've had guys you've played the music for. I'm trying to think recently who you've played the music for. Who we've was had a, it? We've had a few. I don't even remember. We have to. I know we've had one or two, right, Teddy? No, I play the music sometimes when I declare someone good. Ah, like I played it for Josh Allen. But That's I, right. I don't get excited Josh for Allen Josh Allen. Your guy. No, I just declared him well, good. All right. Let me. If if Justin Fields goes out this year and lights it up for the Bears, I, that's your I, that's team. Fine. That's Ohio State. I that's, can't mentally put myself in that spot because. Yeah, you don't know, but I'm. But I think that would be one that might get you Maybe. in the in the in the mood. Yeah, I think so to so. speak, I that might get you there. I think. Well, Teddy, you love Dak Prescott, right? I mean, you you've got the music Teddy playing in your head for Dak Prescott. Absolutely. And Teddy's playing music for Jack Reacher, and Joey Votto too. Joey Votto. Ted's. You know what? Ted's a lover, not a fighter. He is. He's a massive liar, but he is also a lover. And here's the ironic thing: is that Ted is known as the nice guy. He doesn't smile at anybody. No, when he's out and about. Ted actually, True. he walks around mumbling like, go to hell. Like as you walk past him. Yeah, like, and he's the nice something? guy. I'm the mean guy. And You're I'm out smiling, there smiling at people. Creepy. All right. That's it. On we, campus. We heard it from Leanna. You're creepy. That's what it is. On campus coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Yeah, just you, Mike. You're the creepy one. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. It is causing slowdowns from 17th Avenue. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but plan on some heavy backups in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I blame Ted for not calling me. You're just like a couple seconds late. I'm here. I mean, I was going to start talking, but then I thought no, I saw you no, walk in. I'm I figured here. I just might well, throw people into a panic if I start doing that. Bone and I, turn. yeah, we were having a conversation, oh, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. You well, were distracted. We, I was distracted kicking Timmy's ass out there at ping pong. So let me bring this up before we get into uh, on campus. We had a couple people. We we're going to do a draft tomorrow of food items. We we're going to do fast food draft, but not restaurants. Fast food items. Yeah. So, like, your number one overall pick could be a Whopper or a Big Mac or whatever you want. Ted was asking, would something like a Blizzard, would that just take all Blizzards off the table, or could you do specific flavors? Because I tend to think it should be, you know, for me, personally, I like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Blizzard more than any other Blizzard flavor. In fact, if you offered me another Blizzard flavor, like M&M's, you could give me two M&M blizzards, and I'd say, no, I'd rather have one Reese's Peanut Butter Cup blizzard. I think we have to be as specific as possible. Like, you wouldn't just draft at McDonald's. I guess you would, maybe. Cheeseburger. But that would only mean one thing. That only means the single it doesn't che- mean it doesn't quarter mean a- pounder. It doesn't mean Big Mac. None no, of that. It doesn't mean... And by the way, if you drafted McDouble... I could still draft double cheeseburger. That's right. Which is could. a different burger. It's it's similar, but it's technically different. Yes. Now, here's the other thing I saw. Uh, we were talking about what constitutes fast food. Sean said, what about Tim Hortons? Now, we have said it has to be a drive through So Tim Hortons does have that. But Tim Hortons does not have French fries, I don't believe. Unless I'm wrong. I don't think you can get... You can get fried potato things there, but you cannot get french fries no, there. No, I don't think they have that. I don't think we're counting Tim Hortons as fast no, food for I don't this think so. example. A lot of people are upset that we're not including Panda Express. I don't know what to tell you. All right? That's, that's, well, there's going to be some collateral one. damage here, and Panda <laughs> Express didn't make the cut. Look, orange chicken is delicious. General Tso's is good, too. Would that beat out, you know, perhaps, like, I don't know, Whatever Taco Bell item you're going to put on there, whatever. Well, McDonald's I don't know. That's not for me or you to say. What I am saying is we have to have some hard and fast rules somewhere. Yeah, I They agree. have a window, but they don't serve fries. If they don't serve fries, we're not counting it as fast food for tomorrow's draft only. Yeah. Good news. You can still go there. They're not closed. <laughs> yeah, the drive-thru's are We're not, are we're open, not taking sure. it away from you. That's right. On campus. Common Man and T-Bones. On campus. The latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Feeling the heat? Call the experts at Logan Services now for hot deals on train air conditioners. Bone. All right, man. Let's start off with this. This is actually an on-campus thing, but it's also involving a former NFL legend. I think this is cool. Peyton Manning and his wife have teamed up with Georgia Tech to honor a scholarship fund in honor of Demarius Thomas. As you know, Thomas died suddenly in December at 33 years of age due to a medical condition, but 
Peyton Manning knows that, you know, Demarius Thomas was a great player at Georgia Tech. His wife, Ashley, they have teamed up to offer the, they have a payback, which is spelled like Peyton's first name, P-E-Y, Payback Foundation. Uh, and they are going to use that to honor Demarius Thomas. The scholarship will be open to incoming freshmen from Lawrence County in central Georgia, where Thomas was born and grew up, or people with need from surrounding areas. The gift will fund both full and partial scholarships for need-based students throughout their entire time at Georgia Tech. So even though it is you know, involving a former pro player, I thought that's a nice little on-campus story to get us started. So now you know. Good job, Peyton Manning. Uh, Baylor has turned to Blake Shapin at quarterback. This season coming up, uh, he beat out the incumbent, Jerry Bohannon, who was pegged to be the starter this year. It turned out in spring ball, Blake Shapin won the job. So now it looks like uh, Jerry Bohannon, I think, is going to is going to look at transferring out, if I'm not mistaken. So I would assume that you you make this call now to give him an opportunity to transfer out. Yeah. And it, in fact, I got that right. 24 seven sports. Chris Hummer says that is, in fact, going to be the case. So uh, that will mean that. Jerry Bohannon is a grad transfer with up to two years of eligibility. So as long as he gets that all, you know, approved and everything, he'll be good to go. But that's a little interesting shakeup in Waco at the quarterback spot. Meanwhile, Arkansas football, they have recruited Malachi Singleton. He is committed to the Hogs class for 2023. Three-star quarterback in that class, but uh, he does bring their recruiting number up. They are now... Uh, building that recruiting class up quite a bit to now being a top 25 class in the country. Don't know if that's going to get it done in the SEC, but for for Arkansas, that's not too bad. Uh, Meanwhile, moving over to basketball, I saw this story about a top recruit who is uh, going a little bit of a different route. Nasir Cunningham, he's 17 years old. He's a 2024 class guy. So this is in college basketball. This is not for this year upcoming. You know, this is going to be for... He's a junior in high school, basically. He has committed and signed with Overtime Elite. Overtime Elite is a fledgling pro league for guys who are in their teens who may or may not decide to go to college. See, here's the thing. He's 6'7". He's a big prospect, five-star guy. He's got offers from Duke, Kansas, St. John's, Michigan State, and several other top-tier programs. He can still join them after next year, which would be his you know senior year. But he is going to remain eligible because he's not going to take payment from Overtime Elite. So he's going to go play there next year instead of Senior Ball. He's going to go play there. And then if he wants to, he can sign with them next year, play another year with them as a pro while foregoing college. Or he can jump into college and keep on playing at that level. So very interesting. I'm sure he's not taking salary from them, but I'm sure he's going to be taking salary from NIL, right? Well, I would guess there's not any rules about an overtime elite athlete getting name, image, and likeness money. And the NCAA is aware of this. They've actually approved a scholarship option for 16 to 18-year-old athletes in that program. All right. So he is going to be on a quote-unquote scholarship there, and then we'll determine if he wants to play college basketball. But... Just be aware that's that's where things are right now in college sports and in college basketball, particularly uh, overtime elite has a guy I want to say that's coming out of there that's expected to be a top 10 pick this year. So it's not like it's an unprecedented route at this point. If you've missed anything from the first two hours, the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common man and T-bone on the fan fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. It is blocking the right lane, causing some heavy delays. Traffic is slow from Hudson in this area. Please keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene and use caution. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash, the hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence Brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence Brand, surround your pets with care. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up at 534. Just a couple more name dropping segments left. Dry your eyes. I know. It's very sad. You know, today, Mike, is a big uh, anniversary in the world of Columbus sports. It is? Yeah. Nine years ago on this date. The Columbus Crew scoreboard caught on fire at the old stadium, at historic Crew Stadium, shall we say. That, the backstory on that, supposedly that was the day Anthony Precourt was in town to look over the new team he was thinking of purchasing. That's right. He didn't even own the team 10 years ago. Not Yeah, nine years since that all occurred. And then since then, what happened? He bought the team, he sold the team, changed the logo of the team, and then you know, in between all that, you know, had the whole save the crew thing happen, moved out, started he went to a new, new team, new team, built a stadium for the new team. The crew built stadium, a new stadium. Got a new st- <laughs> they changed the logo again. They won a championship. That happened. Yeah, like a lot happens in nine years, nine years, nine years. It doesn't sound like that long ago, but that's an eternity ago from crew history. Right. Which, uh, you brought, I, I brought up pre-court and the team he started down in Austin. Don't look now. Good. They're all right. Like That's all right. The crew don't have any problems. No, I wish the scoreboard would catch on fire. That actually might mean something's happening. Because right now, there's no, that scoreboard is ice cold, baby. There's nothing moving around the needle on that right now. There's no goals being scored. They got to figure something out. Are they still doing like the, the jackhammering thing? Are they doing that? Well, that jackhammer is going to need some oil, I think. I was going to say, it's been a while, a while since they fired up that jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> the genetic jackhammer. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's people who every game have to stand there ready to go to jackhammer a goal in or, you know, jackhammer the the block after they score a goal. I don't know why I think goal. a jackhammer has a pull start. I'm guessing it doesn't, but no, I just picture yeah. somebody really just, you know, that snowblower the first time of the season. Right, yeah. This, this one's going to need to go get taken in for service, I think. It's been sitting in idle for too long now. But, yeah, they got to get something figured out. We are doing our fast food draft tomorrow. You know, because the NFL draft is tomorrow. I heard that. Because we're a creative radio show, we've decided to draft fast food items. Me, T-Bone, Teddy, and for some reason, Timmy Hall is involved with this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're not doing restaurants. We're doing items. Seven rounds, and then you get to choose who did the best job choosing all their items. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855-MISTERS. That one's for free. Guardians 
lost their fifth in a row last night in Anaheim. Same two teams again tonight. Reds actually scored six runs, but lost anyway to the Padres. They go again tonight. If you're asking, when was the last time the Reds scored six runs? Well, that would be opening day at Great American Ballpark. Mm. They lost that game too, but... They did score six runs. They did score six runs. Well, you know, where are you going to go, Reds fans? They didn't score six runs all of last week. But they did last night. What a rough week that was. But you know what? Hey, Reds fans, here's the good news. What's the good news? Just go to the ballpark and have fun. Who cares? Yeah, put a bag over your head. Yeah, there's no... Look, it's not fun because you want your team to be good, but I guess the silver lining to this is all season long, there's no stakes. Go out there. Your team's down 13 to nothing. Eh, who cares, right? Just go out there, enjoy a dog. That's what Phil Castellini wants you to do. Just go enjoy the ballpark. Don't care about the product on the field. It's always with really bad teams like this, where I've been to the ballpark and then I see people doing things at the ballpark. Oh, sure. Because there's nobody around them, so they think, well, there's nobody around me. No one can see me. Yes, I can see you with the coat on the lap with your girlfriend digging for loose change. Mm-hmm. Right. That's. Uh... I can see you. Yeah, you, FYI, if you've been in a movie theater and thought no one could, no, we we know, we all know, we all are aware. You know, I no one knew when we did. Yes, everyone did, and they were trying not to look at you. <laughs> they were trying not to acknowledge that you exist. They were waiting to get out of that theater to tell everyone they knew. Oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened at the movie theater. And then you're like, what? Did you see Batman? Yeah, I tried to. Then somebody else was showing his bat wing to people, and I don't know what's happening. Jackets lose to the Lightning last night. Same two teams tomorrow at Nationwide. Two games left for Jackets time. Chris Holtman and Malachi Branham held a press conference earlier today. He is staying, not surprisingly, in the NBA draft pool. I'm sorry if I wet your whistle and said he is staying. And you thought I was going to say at Ohio State. State. He's 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 going to remain in the draft pool. To your point, it's a little bit odd that a press conference was held like this because EJ didn't have a press conference. Chris Holtman didn't sit there next to him. I think this was a special situation. First of all, they clearly have some sort of, you know, nice relationship where Malachi said that Chris Holtman was one of the guys who said, you need to do this. So there's that. Yeah. And And then there's Chris Holtman sending the message to people. Saying, yeah, look what you can do. If you come one year at Ohio State, I can turn you into an NBA lottery pick. Come on down. Sure. I I think there's nothing wrong with Holman doing that, but Chris Holman does have to control the narrative a little bit. He's trying to. That There have been people questioning what's the development like at Ohio State for the basketball program. Do guys go there and get better? Or do you just have, you know, a guy like EJ Liddell is going to be an NBA player because he's an extremely talented player. Malachi Branham was thought he's going to come in. He's a really good player, has a potential to go to the NBA. And it's it wasn't just that. He he came in, put in the work, did a lot of great things on the court. And then his draft stock skyrocketed because everyone got to look at how good he can be, the measurables, the intangible stuff he brings. He's talented, man. But I don't blame Chris Holman for saying, I want to make sure everyone doesn't ignore the fact that you want to say I don't develop talent or you don't think that's getting done. This guy played here under me, and now is going to the NBA. I want to highlight that to all future big-time recruits. If you come here, I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm going to help you achieve those dreams. Coaches are the ultimate salespeople. Now, they obviously have to have knowledge of the game. That goes without saying, but they have to convince their guys to buy in, run the type of offense, and play the type of defense they expect. They have to sell that. 
then they have to go sit on couches and sell the program. Chris Holtman today was trying to sell the program, trying to sell himself. Yeah, and I don't I don't blame him at all for doing no, that. It's what has to be done. He's he's doing the job. Now I I said and I'll I'll stand by this. It is not often that you have two potential first round picks in an Ohio State starting five, and I think this team should have won more games. I'll stick by that. Well, is and that, that's on Chris is that wrong to point out? No, I don't think so. I'll stick by that. Yeah, it, it's it's quite an amount of talent that was here. I know there were injuries. I know there were unforeseen circumstances. 40% of your starting lineup is headed to the NBA draft. That's kind of a big deal in college football. What were football. the unforeseen circumstances? Well, like Justice Suing not being able to play at all. Or, all right. what, a game or two I think he played. Seth Towns not being available at all. Those That's are- not an unforeseen circumstance. Seth Towns not playing. Kyle Young getting banged up. These are things that you and I talked about during the offseason. If Chris Holtman was counting on that, a truly healthy team for an entire season with no hiccups, and that's the only reason why he can win games, then I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Well, maybe maybe Michi Johnson, like Michi. something is whatever he got it. He got a broken face, and then Chris Holtman was like, I glad you're back, family of the opera. You. I hate you. I hate you. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to do anything with Michi all of a sudden. I don't know what that was all about. That probably was unforeseen, right? I don't think he expected maybe. that to go off the rails the way it did, but that's that's what I'm getting to more, and, and at the end of the day, those excuses to me don't really hold up. Jay Wright, retired Villanova basketball coach, was on ESPN Radio, and he was asked if uh, he'd move on to the NBA to coach. He said, not right now. That was something I always thought about, though. My experience with the Olympics kind of scratched that itch. Itch? I kind of feel like I did it for a bit. Yeah. And I enjoyed coaching those guys. He says, right now I definitely need a break. Right now I'm looking forward to this special position at Villanova. But honestly, down the road, I'd be lying. I don't know what I'm going to feel like. Sounds like Tom Brady there. I mean, guy retired five minutes ago and he's already pondering what it would be like to coach an NBA team. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but that didn't sound like a guy who was set in his decision. I wonder if he'll go full Tom Brady and like accept an NBA job this offseason. And then, like, before the season even starts, say, I just don't have any time to see my kids or family anymore. This is crazy. And then Florio starts writing articles about how Jay Wright was going to own the Miami (laughs) Heat. Right. Yeah. And Bruce Arians ruined it for him. Yeah. I I think Jay Wright, it it doesn't totally surprise me that he's looking at possibly going to the NBA because I think he's got the right skill set for it. He doesn't seem like he's going to be shocked that when you get there, you, you can't treat college players the same way you treat NBA players that's a different level but also you mentioned he's 60 years old he's someone who I think probably views himself as having a chance to go coach the NBA in the next couple years and then after that the window probably closes so he's probably thinking let me go next year and try to do that find the right landing spot if it exists and then if it works out great and you get to experience what that's like if it doesn't NBA is not going to have you hanging around for six seven years right I don't think it'll go this bad but John Beeline with the Cavs lasted less than 60 games. As Ted pointed out earlier, it was it was less than a year experiment there. So Jay Wright won't go that way, I don't think. But he will definitely, I believe, if it doesn't work out, it will not be somewhere it drags on for seven years. He'll want out. They'll want out. It will go very quickly either way. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. 855 Misters. All right, I got a couple stories coming up next. Uh, one is important, the other one not so important. You decide which one. Uh, we had a player score 60 goals 
in the National Hockey League last night. Okay. I'm very jealous of him. He is tremendously ugly, but I would love to have him on my team. So that's one story. That's one story. Uh, the other one is an asteroid may hit Earth tomorrow. It's a small that, percent that chance. Seems, that seems unimportant. But but even, who needs to even 60 think about goals. That for, 60 goals, big. That's huge. Asteroid may hit Earth tomorrow. You know what I'm going to say? 60 goals, impactful. <laughs> it's, it's an event horizon, if you will. That's a different movie entirely. Oh, I'm sorry. Different movie. Event I Horizon probably... was the haunted spaceship. That's right. I with forgot. Sam Neill. What am I thinking? Oh, Deep Impact. Deep Impact is what I'm thinking. There you yes. go. That's right. Anywho, that's coming up next. What are you laughing at, Teddy? You're saying Austin Matthews made a deep impact on the NHL. What are you this laughing year? at? I thought you saw that on one of the uh, channels you're getting for a bonus of these three <laughs> deep months. Deep Impact. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're, you're disgusting. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find an accident on I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to Hudson in this area. Keep an eye out for the ODOT crews on scene. You'll also find delays on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only an array with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up at 5.34. An asteroid twice the size of the Empire State Building will fly past Earth tonight, we according hope. to NASA. We hope. But will not get close enough to cause any problems. All right. How do we... Again, I'm sure they know this because they're scientists, but what are they saying? It says it'll come about 2 million miles from the planet, which is roughly oh. 8 times further from the Earth to the moon. But that is classified as a close, close object. Okay, right. so it's like eight moons away. Yeah. As it come within, as it comes within Earth's orbit and reaches its closest point, the asteroid will be traveling at twenty three thousand three hundred miles per hour, or about thirty times the speed of sound. Wow, that just baffles me. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, that's, so stupid. It's amazing. By the uh, way, I have something for you that might boggle your mind a little bit i'm not done oh well, i didn't well i was going to talk about the moon but go ahead do your thing i was going to say that these countries now they're working on technology to destroy asteroids that they feel are a threat to earth okay china says it aims to crash a spaceship into an asteroid as part of plans for a planetary defense system when they're finished locking their own people in their homes yeah they're going to try this if they could get away from that that'd be good uh, the U.S. Space Agency also was working on this. 
I'm sorry, the U.S. Space Force. Oh, didn't, didn't, uh, Space Force. Didn't President Trump start that? I believe he did. And then they've made like a show about it on Apple TV, I want to say. All right. So Steve Carell is going to save us from disaster. The asteroid will make its closest approach about 2 million miles from Earth just after 10.45 p.m. tonight. All right. It will only be visible to the largest telescopes, well outside naked eye range. Well, that's what I was going to get to is just if this thing is that far away. So I did not know this until recently. Do you know how big the moon is in comparison to our Earth or to something on our Earth? Sure, I was told of this, but I don't remember. Okay. The moon is if you were looking at if if you were looking at something from Earth that was put on the moon, you could put the United States on the surface of the moon. It would roughly fit around the moon. But of the part we see of the moon at any one time, you would be able to see roughly a distance from like I think it's you know the edge of North Carolina, like the coast there, to like Wisconsin. Okay. So roughly they say about two thirds of the United States, if it was on the moon at that distance away, we would be able to see roughly two thirds of it turn towards us, you know, if it was facing us at that time. So that's how far away the moon is from us. That's how big something would have to be to show up that you could see on the moon. This thing is the size of the Empire State Building, obviously. Two Empire State Buildings. Two Empire State Buildings, sorry. And it's going to pass eight times as far away from the moon as here. That tells me there's no chance you're seeing it unless, like you said, you've got a ridiculous telescope. So, like, if you're at a, like, if you're an astronomer and you're in an observatory, yeah, then you'll see it. You could see it. But if you're just, like, in your house with a telescope, there's no way you're seeing that. No. Okay. Uh, Austin Matthews scored goal number 60 last night. First NHL player to do it since who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos one decade ago. Right. Now, there are still questions about what is he going to be in the playoffs, what is his team going to do in the playoffs, why is he so, so extremely ugly, all of these questions yet to be answered. <laughs> that's that's the number one question. Why Takes is an he ugly so person ugly. to know an ugly person, too, mm-hmm. by the way. That's, that's exactly right. But I am so super jealous of guys like this. For example, not for example, for comparison, I should say. The Blue Jackets will, in all likelihood, finish this season without one player tallying 60 points. Mm. All right? Yeah. And Austin Matthews has 60 goals. That's, that's, it's frustrating, man. I'm, I'm not, just to be clear for those who don't regularly follow this, I mean, there aren't a huge list of guys who have hit 60 goals. No, that's what I said. He's the first guy in a decade. I'm not saying every team has one of these guys, but I I covet this one. You should have a guy, though, at least on your team who hits 60 points every year, barring injuries and things like that. And I know you could point to a few guys who have been hurt who maybe would do a little bit more. But still, that's that's uh, it's something to watch Austin Matthews play this game. I know like the 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 conventional wisdom is... And this proves why Wayne Gretzky is so great, right? You'll you'll hear people bring up Wayne Gretzky a lot when you talk about a score like this where Austin Matthews scores 60 goals. Then you say Wayne Gretzky put up 92 in Edmonton in 81-82. But what I don't often hear, maybe I'm just not in the right circles for that, I don't often hear people say, but Wayne Gretzky wouldn't be able to do that now. Don't you think when we talk about Wilt Chamberlain putting up 100 and people say, oh, that would never happen in today's NBA. If Wilt Chamberlain, at his peak, was put in the NBA today, he'd never be able to score 100 in a game. That would be impossible. When we talk about some of the great things that have happened 
in baseball over the years and say, yeah, but put those, you know, Babe Ruth, put him in the game today, but he wouldn't do that. I don't know about those things, right? I really tend to believe that Wayne Gretzky would never score 92 goals as great as he was in today's game. Like, I, I don't feel like that would happen. I feel like there's too much skill. The game is too the game, different. The game's too different. There's no chance That's that no he would be scoring That's no knock on Wayne Gretzky. That. He'd still score lots of goals. He'd still be one of the best ever to play. I just don't think 92, 87, those numbers he put up, I don't think that's, it would not be remotely possible you know, in this here's, here's what I say all the time for people who say, well, this guy could never do this. All right. Maybe he just, he jumps out of the time machine. You're right. He couldn't do that. You give Wayne Gretzky two years with a nutritionist and the ability to watch film on all these guys, he'd still be awesome. Oh, that's right. I'm not saying he wouldn't be awesome or he's not the greatest of all time. I am. You go back and look at all the seasons he had where he put up more than 60 goals. It's, it's ridiculous. What I am putting into perspective is when Austin Matthews puts up 60 in this league, consider that that's, that's probably a little bit more if you go back in time, right? I, he wouldn't have video. He wouldn't have all the nutritionists. He wouldn't have all that. There'd also be a lot of guys he'd be playing against who's smoking heaters in between periods. Like there's some of that too, isn't there? Like, I think Austin Matthews is that type of talent that if he went back in the 80s, he'd be a guy who could potentially get 60, 70 goals. I don't know that he gets to the number that Wayne Gretzky put up. I don't know that Wayne Gretzky gets to 92 if he's playing now. Maybe that makes me crazy. Maybe hockey fans want to yell about that. I don't think you're crazy. I just think Wayne Gretzky would still put up ridiculous numbers and be one of the all-time greats. I don't think he'd put up 92 goals in a season. I don't think anybody can. I'm going to ask Rimmer this question, and I'll ask you. You can draft anybody in the National Hockey League to instantly be on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who's it going to oh. be? Is it Austin Matthews? Is it Connor McDavid? I'm st- I'm it's not going to be OV or Sid no, just no, because no, 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 of no. their age. You have to factor that. It's not going to be like Stamkos or... How old is Kucherov? Would you think about him? I know. I'm still going to go... I'm going to go Connor McDavid. I'm still going... I'd go with him. Austin Matthews really Teddy, good. Teddy, who are you taking? It's a tough call. I'm with Bone. I'm taking Connor McDavid. Yeah, yes, I, prob- I probably am too, but it's tough. I mean, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but yes, Austin Matthews. The fact we're having this conversation speaks to just how great of a season this was, because you already know how good Connor McDavid is, and I'm sure Rimmer's going to take Connor McDavid too. I think that's the right. I mean, play. he'll probably. You know what? He'll be stupid and take Sidney. No, Crosby. he's going to spend. You know what he's going to do? And say he's going to spend the whole time yelling at me for saying Wayne Gretzky wouldn't score 92 goals in the NHL in 2022 if he was allowed to play, like at, at, at his prime. And and he'll get mad at me about that, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe not, I'm wrong. You're but I, not saying that Wayne Gretzky no. would not be awesome. Well, don't forget, Rimmer parties at Wayne Gretzky's house. So this is yeah, like I a know. personal buddy of his. I know. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident still causing delays on I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to Hudson in this area. ODOT crews remain on scene. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. This spring, let Audible bring a smile with comedy, sci-fi, thrillers, or whatever you love listening to. From audiobooks to exclusive originals to podcasts, find it all on Audible. Sign up and start free at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. With the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. Every single Wednesday, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name dropping with Jeff Remmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Rims. Good afternoon, guys. I've been listening to you all afternoon and uh, kind of uh, sad today because... uh, Mike, you said repeatedly that uh, this is the next to last show. I thought we'd go throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and all summer. Are the uh, are the Blue Jackets in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, no, sir. Okay, well, that's why we're not. Let's piggyback off of what we were talking about last segment. Austin Matthews scored goal number 60 on the season last night. If you could pick any player from any other roster and plop him on the Columbus Blue Jackets, who would it be? Sidney Crosby. I, I see. I knew you were going to say that, even though it makes no, no, no sense no, whatsoever. No, no, no. I was listening. And, I bet Rimmer will say Sidney Crosby. Right. Is that yeah, how no. I sound? All right. I got it. Yeah, I think that's good, Rimmer. That's your best impression you've ever done. Yeah, exactly. I could do some more if, <laughs> if we need be. But uh, at any rate, uh, no, it, it's it's a slam dunk. It's, it's Connor McDavid. Although Austin Matthews is a close second. Yes, he picked up his 60th. 59th and 60th goals last night for Toronto in their win. Uh, he's the first American-born player ever to score 60 goals in the National Hockey League, and he would be a close second, no question. You know, we're, we're talking about picking a player to put on this team. The Jackets will hopefully get a chance to do that, not once, but likely twice in the upcoming NHL draft. Uh, for those who aren't aware, they own the Blackhawks pick, assuming the, Black Oats, the Blackhawks don't end up with either the first or second pick as part of the Seth Jones trade. Rims, if the Jackets end up with, let's say, fingers crossed, two top 10 picks, neither of which will be the first or second, likelihood that the Jackets would use both those picks. I know that's a little ways down the road, but do you tend to think that Yarmo would be looking to, if they have top 10 picks, use both of them? Would he be looking to trade? Where, where would you think organizationally the mindset is right now if that was the scenario that presented itself? Uh, I would think you'd keep both picks, uh, Yarmo, especially because you're getting into top 10 players. You're, you're getting quality, quality, quality. And uh, certainly, let me just throw this little bit of a curveball here. And that is, if you were offered some great deal, I'm sure Yarmo would at least entertain it. Let, let me just say this. Do you guys remember when the... Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets had the second overall pick, and Scott Housing was the general manager. Garth Snow, the general manager of the New York Islanders, offered the Blue Jackets the entire draft, one through eight, eight picks for the second overall pick, and Scott Housing turned it down. The Jackets drafted Ryan Murray. Uh, <laughs> looking back on it, and, and really even at the time, I certainly would have taken the entire uh, set of eight draft picks. But the Blue Jackets aren't guaranteed 
as you mentioned, uh, should Chicago, and I think they've got an excellent chance to uh, perhaps win the lottery, they're certainly going to be one of the teams that have a better opportunity. And if they do, the Blue Jackets pick would then revert to next year. And quite frankly, next year is going to be a better draft from all the people that I've talked to. And there's also a generational player, Connor, McDo- uh, uh, Connor Bedard, who is, I want to think McDavid here again, but Connor Bedard, who uh, will currently play for Canada in the under-18 world championship. And this kid is a generational player. So it's not all that bad if the Jackets only get one draft pick. And I doubt at this point uh, they'd get two in the top ten. Their best chance if Chicago doesn't finish one or two, that it would be one top ten pick. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on The Fan. You brought up uh, Connor Bedard, and we talked about him the other day. And I was saying, you know, we we hear about, like, can't-miss guys in baseball. And 50% of the time they, they miss. We hear about can't-miss guys in football, and the list is long of guys that have missed, whether it's Ryan Lee for fill-in-the-blank, Vince Young, whoever. But it doesn't seem like in hockey when somebody says, this guy's a generational guy, that they miss very often. Normally when people are saying, this guy will change your entire franchise, they normally do. Who's the last guy you can think of where everybody was convinced it was the, he was going to be Connor McDavid, he was going to be Austin Matthews, but it just did not work out? Nail Yakupov, Edmonton Oilers. They drafted him number one overall. And, uh, of course, the second player went to the Blue Jackets. And, again, I tell you, it was Garth Snow offering the entire draft uh, for the second pick. Yeah, uh, Yakupov coming out of Russia was supposed to uh, be the next Sergei Fedorov. And, of course, uh, he failed and failed miserably. And it's interesting to note that draft pick was not selected by the general manager or the scouts. It was the owner. Mr. Cates that wanted Yakupov because of all the uh, the pre publicity for Yakupov and he was a bust. Yeah, I forgot Never about Neil Yakupov. That's a good call, Rims, because I remember we did some production, like some goofy bits around him, and it was like, oh yeah, let's try to get Neil Yakupov over here, and then now you listen to those oh, bits and go, Blue Jacket fans. Right, were, I forgot about that. Blue guy. Jacket fans were upset they had the second pick because. That was the guy you the, wanted. You wanted him at fail, number one. It was fail for Neil, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the slogan? Right. Yeah. They never wanted Neil Yakupov. Never wanted. The same way they never wanted Puliu Yarvi, who, of course, uh, went uh, uh, right behind uh, Dubois in the draft uh, the year of Patrick Laine. Uh, no, not, not, not a chance. Yakupov was not going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket at any point. Um, something interesting, Rims, about the, the young guys on this team. Jackets have played 10 rookies this year. Um, which is, you know, a lot. I don't know where it stacks up among the NHL, but I would think that's quite a quite a bit of the young guys getting a look here. That's ultimately like one of the positives I think you could take away from this season, even though you're not in the playoffs and all that stuff. A lot of the young talent got a chance to get out there and really experience an NHL season. How do you feel overall just grading the general vibe of all the rookies who got to play this year? Do you think that overall went well? It was a franchise record. Your point's a great one here, but uh, let me tell you, I don't know, again, we were out on the West Coast, and I was amazed. The San Jose Sharks, final game on that road trip, they had 18 rookies make their NHL debut this season. 18. I mean, that is unheard of in the National Hockey League, and 10 certainly is a great deal and a lot. And, uh, yeah, you're on the money there, too, because the Blue Jackets, 
uh, I think have really come a long way here with those young kids. And yes, we're not headed to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think the Blue Jackets exceeded all expectations based on all the preseason forecasts of the Jackets finishing last in the Metro, amongst the worst in the entire National Hockey League. I think uh, at the end of the day, they're at 500 or will be at 500 here with these final two games. I think it's been a pretty good season, and I think it bodes well for next year as well. There'll be some more players coming in. I did a uh, a two-part, which, by the way, shameless plug, it'll appear on uh, Bally Sports over the next two nights, our final two games. I spent uh, a good uh, portion of the afternoon with John Davidson, president of hockey, and we talked about the future of the team and, and this past season, and I think fans will be enlightened on a lot he has to say, including getting tougher, getting more physical players, and as well looking at the free agency list, and it's going to be a, a competent uh, free agent list, and uh, also getting Patrick Line signed. The Jackets want to sign him to a long-term deal. According to J.D. here, I'm, I'm actually spilling the beans here, and Line a wants to re-sign here. And by the way, Line a will not play uh, likely for the balance of the year. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer, brought to you by Rimmer's Friends, Buyers Imports, by the airport. You want to talk about your friends, Rims? I never refuse to talk about the good folks at uh, Buyers Imports, by the airport. I was there actually the other day, and uh, I tell you, the collection, very impressive cars. You might be looking for a McLaren. That is one beautiful car. Must be nice. Ferraris. Oh, yeah, pretty sharp. I mean, they've got all the high-end cars right now. The showroom is full. There's a beautiful BMW M-Class in the uh, 5 Series. I uh, I was ready to walk home with uh, one or two of them, actually drive home with one or two of them, but for some reason they kept me away and kept the keys away so I couldn't drive off the lot with one of those beauties. But you can by stopping at Buyer's Imports by the airport. All right, Rimmer, let's do some name dropping. What do you have? Well, as you know, we were in Tampa, and uh, the Lightning were pretty impressive last night. Uh, After the game, as I was uh, waiting uh, out in the parking lot uh, just outside the bus and waiting uh, for all the players to uh, shower and uh, head to the bus and and take off here just prior to 11 o'clock last night, I talked to uh, a Hall of Famer, Phil Esposito, uh, Phil, I've known forever, uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Hall of Famer. And I said to Phil, I said, you know what? I think uh, the Lightning have a chance to three-peat here. And he started smiling. He said, you know what, Jeff? I've got two Stanley Cup rings as a player. And I've got three, and I'm going to clean it up. I've got three as a broadcasting BSer. <laughs> and he says, yeah, we might win it. And, of course, a few minutes later, just before I got on the bus, Stephen Stamkos came out. And, of course, we share uh, an original city, Toronto. He was born in Toronto. And of course, I, I was. He hit the century mark last night. And I just had a, a quick visit with him. And I said to Stamkos, you guys look like uh, you're ready to repeat. Now, they had a bit of a lull. There are some people that are saying that they were tired, long seasons here, in the bubble there a couple of years ago. But Stamkos kind of winked, and he said, you know, we want a three-peat. He's the captain of the team. They want to hoist that Stanley Cup, and based on their performance last night, and uh, even the previous, uh, what, three games, he scored 22 goals against playoff-bound teams. I think they're ready to capture a third straight Stanley Cup. All right, Rims, good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. And by the way, I was listening, and let me just say this. You're right, T-Bone. Wayne Gretzky could play in the National Hockey League today 
in his prime, and there would be no problem for him to repeat scoring 92 goals. That's not what That's he said. I said the opposite. He said the opposite. I said, opposite I said, I said of that. he wouldn't do that. I said I defy him to do that. I was listening, except I, think I wasn't skill, listening. I think the skill is too high now, Rims. I don't think he would. Uh, no, no, he would score in any in any generation. And me, you guys may want to discuss this topic sometime, and not just the hockey. But I'm telling you, the real superstars, and and that's an overused term, but the real superstars in any of their sports, they could play in any era, any era, in my opinion, and still be dominant players. All right. Thank you, Rims. Anytime. Name dropping Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Bruce McLaren name dropped there. Jeez. Talking about how he saw McLaren saying, no, I was going to take a couple home. Good for you. Look at you. Good for Rims. I can afford it. I'm an NHL broadcaster. <laughs> two. Two McLarens. Back page. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on 270 southbound before I-70. An accident blocking the two right lanes in this area. This is an injury crash on the ramp in local lanes to I-70. Emergency crews are now on scene trying to get things cleaned up. But traffic is stop and go from Main Street and still continues to build. Traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Whether you want your pet to have the independence to run and play outside or you need to correct some mischievous behaviors like digging in the trash. The hands-on trainers from Invisible Fence brand train your pets for you. Visit InvisibleFence.com to learn more. Invisible Fence brand surround your pets with care. And the NRA with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone man. Just just so you know, so you don't ask later, it's going to be a whole lot of Malachi coverage on the one-hour Buckeye show mm. tonight. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. It's a good yeah. call by yeah. you. Tyvis will be uh, with me, and we'll, we'll hit uh, the conversation with Dave Holmes. And I think I remember talking to Dave middle of the season. He had an interview with Malachi for the statewide TV show that they do, and he kind of called this back then. Not like we could know for sure. He said he's gone. But it's it's just the way that the way that Malachi was in that interview. He's mm. a good good guy. Like fun loving dude. It was kind of kind of comedic the way he brought it up where he kinda of like looked at Kyle Young and said, So, you know, you're uh planning on being here as long as this guy, right? Kyle Young know, Buckeye fans would love that. A little five year run for Malachi Branham is just the way he the way he kind of laughed I, that I off. I saw and, that clip, and, yeah. and Malachi basically is like, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to get out of here as soon no, as possible. I'm not yeah. trying to be here as long as Kyle Young. Hey, but that doesn't read into it. I didn't read that necessarily as, well, that means he wants out now. I read it more as like, yeah, I'm not planning to be what at, it like a six-year player or whatever is when the is. opportunity is really good and it's there, I'm taking it. And Absolutely. here it was. It, it is here, and I don't blame him at all. No, I don't blame him. I think you can you can understand the situation. You could say, I would do the same thing. 
But I don't think it makes you selfish as a Buckeye fan to want all these guys to come back. Oh, of well, course, of course. Not. Yeah, 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 you wanting, still do. Wanting the guy to come back and play versus saying, how dare he? I think that's the difference for me. It just seems like we're, and I don't even know if this has changed, right? But it's just you get reminded of it every time another decision like this pops up. Because we've seen, we've seen several athletes, and even ones that have played basketball at Ohio State, we've known that their draft stock wasn't going to be all that great. And they still went. They were still mentally prepared to go. Right. Whatever kind of professional ball they were going to play, they were happy with it. Thought LaQuentin Ross could come back and do a heck of a lot more for himself. He didn't get drafted, right? Several other guys have done the same thing. Caleb Wesson, he needed to go. He didn't get drafted. Malachi is clearly getting drafted, and it's clearly going to be in the first round with what's going on. It just seems like anyone in this era now, if you're a first-round talent you got to go. Pack your bags for them because they're gone. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, let's see. Let's start with some movie news today. Uh, I saw that there is a Wicked movie in the works. The Broadway musical, Wicked. It's been a smashing success. That is now going to be brought to the large screen. Universal Pictures announcing they will release the first Wicked movie on December 25th of 2024. So a few years away on that. But it's going to be a two-parter, which I know is what we all love. A movie that's not an original. It's based on something that already exists. And an instant sequel because they're guaranteeing they're going to more bank. split this yeah. up into two. So... Yeah, in either case, that's uh, that's supposed to be attached to Ariana Grande. She is apparently set will to it, be will in it the... be a musical, I assume? Yes, it'll okay. be a musical just done on... And actually, I said it'll be on the big screen, and it will. It'll be in theaters, but it's also going to be on HBO do, Max. Do any of those do well? Because I think they did whatever... They did, they did Cats. That yeah. was that was not good. And they, Cats was not received whatever well. Lin Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. Not was, not Hamilton. I know they oh, put oh, that oh. on Disney Plus, but that other show that he did. Oh, in that the one. Yes, is that the one? And I don't know if I didn't that know was in did. the theaters, but the pandemic hit, so it didn't yeah. wasn't really a fair shot. Hard to know. I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I would. Cats is obviously very popular. I could see Wicked maybe having yeah. a little bit more of a. But again, when I heard Wick- people that saw Dear Evan Hansen Wicked. on Broadway, they didn't like the movie at all. So let's go back, right? Wicked is based on, am I wrong on this? Wizard of Oz? Yes, like, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have Wizard of Oz was a movie, then it became Wicked the musical. Now we're going to take that transmogrification <laughs> yeah. of that and put it back on whatever. Still cool. It's a musical. Anyway, that's coming uh, in 2024. Sooner than that, if you're interested in watching a Barbie movie... Good news. They're bringing Barbie to the big screen as well in a live action adventure. You get, Margot to, see Robbie. Ken, you get to see a Ken doll finally. Uh, smooth, yeah. smooth yeah. genitals. Yeah. Maybe. But Mar- Alien Ant Farm. Smooth genitals. That's <laughs> 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 actually Michael Jackson. But I don't know why I said Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> well, but they did do the rock right. version of that. Sure. Yeah. You've been hit by. <laughs> <laughs> smooth <laughs> genitals. That's what we're calling that movie from now on. Anyway, Margot Robbie That's good. will be starring. <laughs> As Barbie in this movie, so uh, congratulations to everyone who's going to go see that and see Margot Robbie play Barbie. Who did, I'm sure the, she'll who do did the song? I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie Come world. Come on, Barbie, let's go party! Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't know at all. I Ted, don't know. You know, you listen to that stuff. Does Ted know Barbie? You can world? braid my hair and do Take it. Take me everywhere. I do not know. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it's Aqua. Leanna says it's Aqua. Oh, that's right. Leanna's yeah. got it on yeah. vinyl. She's got it. I got it on cassette. That guy shows next Inside Edge at seven o'clock, where Jody Shelley will also be singing Barbie World. <laughs> I'm sure. A lot of crossover there. <laughs> Eleven Warriors at eight. What's up at nine tonight, Timmy? Oh, a little thing called Panama Ted sings, and then at ten, you'll see. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You are going to find some delays out there. An accident has cleared from I-71 southbound after 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. And plan on delays on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio 811. Contact 811 at least 48 hours before you dig. And Ohio811.org will notify the utilities to mark underground lines near projects. It's the law. Dominion Energy of Ohio, Centerpoint Energy, Duke Energy, and Columbia Gas are reminding you to know what's below. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. From Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But... We have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave, like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No. You I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. 
That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right? I don't <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet come back for more podcast and again the podcast is sponsored by our friends cuz they pay us care heating and cooling call 1-800-cooling when you need a company you can trust stop listening now the podcast is over turn it off go do something 